Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm an analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. In each edition of this analyst chat, I have one guest joining me, a fellow analyst or another interesting partner, and we will have a 15 minutes or so chat around current topics. My guest today is Christopher Schütze. He is Director of Practice Cybersecurity. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Matthias, and thank you for the invitation for the analyst chat today. Uh, you're welcome, and it's great to see you for the first time in this analyst chat. This is a first time for us as well. Um, we want to talk about cybersecurity portfolio optimization. Um, cybersecurity in the current times is really a challenging issue, I think. Um, you as the director of practice cybersecurity here at Kupinger Coal, you are, of course, working on a daily basis with this topic. And what do you think are five most important things to consider when we are talking about real-life cybersecurity? Not the theoretical, not the analyst point of view, real life. Well, uh, the bad news, um, when I go to a customer and we do advisory, um, is really you are a target. And this is mainly the bad news. Um, everybody will become the a victim of a cyber attack or might become the victim of a cyber attack. Uh, no matter how much you invest, the threat that you will become the victim is really high. But you have to investigate um, what you have to protect and uh, what to do first and maybe what to do later. And this is really the important thing and the thing this um, analyst chat today is about. Usually you can easily say there is no 100% security. You cannot achieve 100% because um, others are investing a lot. So the cyber criminals are investing really a lot to attack uh, specific companies. It is a real industry um, in the background who tries to steal data, to steal information, um, To, to hijack um, or to ransom an organization to get money. This is the goal. This is the industry. And this is something you need to uh, be aware. And uh, you, this is the way you need to invest into cybersecurity. 100% is not achievable, but you can protect yourself as much as possible and necessary. And uh, from our point of view, um, you have to plan really for the worst thing here. Uh, preparation is key. Um, incident response management is very essential in this topic and not only about um, cyber attacks or data breaches or things like that. Just think about the current uh, pandemic crisis. Um, many companies have to work from home the first time um, or uh, a lot of employees have to work um, from home the first time in parallel and this is a very a big problem for accessing data, for accessing um, networks, for accessing uh, applications which are running within the organization. And uh, this is mainly uh, because I would say a very important thing for, for uh, looking into investment priorities or things like that is um, invest in things like zero trust. Don't rely on um, a single VPN gateways or proxies where everybody has to access at the same point in time um, and really think about uh, how a criminal what he would do. 
just think about um, an article I wrote at the beginning of the year about the biggest threats which might happen to you and uh, attacking the people. So you as an employee or as a manager um, with social engineering is mainly one of the biggest threats. Technically, attackers do not try to attack you on a network level anymore. They try to attack you on a social network, on LinkedIn, to get information about you and use those informations to get access or to force you to click on a malicious um, email attachment or things like that. And this is um, mainly how you should invest into cybersecurity for the next month or even years. So this should be the focus. So we should think of cybersecurity as a combination of different types of tools, of different types of, of technologies that in combination really make sure that you get close to this 100% security while you know that you cannot achieve it. So it's really, as we talk about that here, um, it's a portfolio that we have to consider. So it's a set of measures, a set of technologies um, that we should really set into context to each other to understand where we have to invest, maybe where we invest too much, and maybe where we should invest and we don't. Yeah. Would you uh, agree on that? Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, at the end, it's thinking about um, what does an application or service offer for me? Does it mitigate my risk or not? And what is the price of it? Um, and is the price higher than uh, the potential risk or threat which happens to my organization or to me as a uh, single employee? And this is the thing you, you need to do. Take really um, the applications you have um, and rate them. Usually you start really with an uh, assessment here. This is, should be the first step. Think about uh, your general risks and rate them and define controls, mitigating measures and things like that. But here uh, in, in this um, analyst chat, we are really talking a little bit more about existing tools and uh, maybe you will identify some gaps if you do it that way. If we look at that from a from from the efficiency also for our attendees or for those watching this this um, podcast, maybe we can give some hints and give some homework for them afterwards. Um, so what would be dimensions? What would be the, the things to consider when actually applying such an, such an analysis, as you said, such a rating? How do you, how do you actually measure the things that you are currently having in place? And what are the dimensions that we usually apply or you typically apply? Well, it really depends on your organizations, but, um, we as Coping a Call have some uh, basic, um, things here. Uh, some basic dimensions. Usually we use seven. Um, and the first one I already mentioned is really the cost. So the expenses you have when using a tool or a service. So also called the total cost of ownership. So also depending on operations and uh, licenses and maintenance and things like this. This is an important thing. And on the other hand, you need to know the level of risk mitigation here. So does this tool you have really help you to mitigate a risk or not? And on which level? Is it only a one or a 10 or something like that? So um, you also need, besides the dimensions, some kind of rating. Usually we have uh, one to nine. Um, so the ability to have 10 different numbers to rate something. And this is uh, what we use for. 
and um, also the feasibility for your organization is really important and for sure the time to production just think about you you have a perfect tool um, it would uh, mitigate all of your risks but it needs 10 years to uh, until it's available for you as a uh, service or application within your organization and uh, then it is not valuable for you because in 10 years we will have at least in five years we will have other things then for sure um, it is important that it covers uh, hybrid topics today we do not have only an on-premise application um, we have some mixture of uh, cloud applications cloud native applications as well as uh, on-premise applications and uh, the tools should cover that and this is as i said at the beginning um, in the direction of zero trust and then for sure the maturity so how good is the tool the technology um, does it cover topics like i don't want to say it as a buzzword but like real artificial intelligence which really helps you to support to make decisions for instance if you have some um, automating tools to um, reject authentication requests or things like that um, not only based on a policy level so maybe real mach machine learning and artificial intelligence and last but not least we also use um, the dimension vendor so is it a good vendor is it an uh, well-known vendor is he stable enough or is he is is it potential that he will be uh, acquired by another company within a few months or years so these are typically things we use to rate um, a technology you have within your organizations and this helps you really a lot to visualize whether an application or a technology service helps you um, and on which level yeah, I hope this answers your questions to the dimensions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And I think um, it's really important then if our listeners actually do this homework, that it's in the end, it's it's work, it's homework, so they, that they really have to understand what is in their cybersecurity environment, what is already available how to pick the right dimensions of out of the um, ones that you've mentioned before and to really take their individual solution, the firewalls, the antivirus, the endpoint protection in general, um, encryption, uh, multi-factor authentication, privileged access management, that they really take these aspects and how this is covered within their own cybersecurity portfolio and to, and to rate it in a way that they really understand um, where are gaps where are there uh, no gaps where are they actually quite doing well and where are potential for optimization where is potential for really um, consolidating maybe different solutions of different vendors into one and to make sure that this all um, still works together maybe even increases the functionality and maybe even allows for some cost saving although this is often very difficult. Um, yeah, I think that is a, 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 an important starting point. So really define your own dimensions, really rate your technologies. And if you think there are some technologies, some areas of protection missing, add them as well so that you can really um, justify an investment afterwards. Um, make decisions, what can be removed, what can be combined, um, what needs to be added. 
and make sure that you really um, get a full picture when you are rating your cybersecurity investments, and then you can take the next step. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Matthias. And uh, this is the perfect base. So having an uh, assessment or a rating or a deep understanding of your uh, technology and how they mitigate your risk, the next and last step here is having uh, some kind of portfolio management. And portfolio management is usually only focused on two dimensions, on the mitigating uh, risk, so the impact or the level it mitigates the risks and the total cost of ownership. And this helps you a lot. A tool which mitigates your risk only uh, with 5% and uh, has a TCO of, I don't know, 1 million as an example, um, is not very valuable for you. Better are those tools within your portfolio, which mitigates risks on a higher level, something between 5 to 10, and the costs are somewhere in the middle. Um, that is very important and essential. As I mentioned before, you need to ensure that the cost of having a tool, so really the TCO, um, is not uh, higher than the expenses you would have if you would have on a data breach or impact or something else here. But it is essential here, uh, or be careful, uh, a data breach does not only have the expenses of losing some customers, it could at the end also harm your whole organization and uh, leads to leave everything uh, and uh, be aware of that. Um, and this is essential. Yeah. And if you take all these tools um, and create some uh, two dimensions graphics with uh, a risk mitigation uh, impact and the total cost of um, ownership, this really helps you a lot to visualize where you can invest more, which tools are essential for you and which tools you can remove. And this is uh, what you already mentioned, Matthias. Maybe you can save some uh, expenses too. Exactly. And I think you, you, the two dimensions that you've mentioned, and if we really plot them to a, a graph, um, um, you, you've mentioned total cost of ownership and the risk mitigation. I think there are other options as well. So you can, might want to look at the, as you said, the time to market or the time to implement and the actual risk mitigation. So if you have an actual issue just right now and you um, can mitigate very quickly the risk to say 60, 70% and over time add the complete solution that actually meets the risk um, fully so that you can say, okay, I take one solution. One will be the short-term solution because that is quickly to implement and already uh, mitigates some risks. But then you can move towards a, a full implementation uh, in the long run. And this is even um, something that you can very easily um, identify and present to management to say, okay, we have a, a short-term solution with this level of risk mitigation and a long-term solution where we are aiming at, but this will come later. And we have a good plan with the transitioning architecture in the meantime. I think there are many of these dimensions that you've mentioned before that can be combined to tell different stories to different stakeholders. Exactly. And uh, especially um, dimensions like, like maturity or um, even the functional things and product helps you. You often have bigger tools 
which can do the same thing, but you only lose use a specific functionality of the tool. And maybe here's also some um, optimization possible. And using those methodologies I've mentioned here, like spider graphs or a two-dimension diagram, helps you a lot to visualize it and to share with your management at the end. Okay, great. Um, I know there's uh, a lot of material around that available at our website at coopingacole.com. Um, of course, if there are any questions, when you have questions doing your homework at home, um, <laughs> just get in touch with us. Um, I don't have to summarize this um, short chat because actually we it, this all added up to this recommendation to say, yeah, the summary would be just do it. It really can help. It can help you in making your cybersecurity more efficient, maybe uh, more effective, more more cost effective, maybe and more complete. I think that is an important thing. Um, so um, we are getting to the to the end of this um, chat. Is there anything that you want to add from your side, Christopher? No, I just can agree to you. If you have any questions, feel free to ask us. Send us a mail or. Uh, give us a call. I would be happy to support you. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks to the audience for listening and for watching. And uh, we hope to have you soon back again in one episode of this uh, analyst chat, both you, Christopher, as a participant and both the uh, and the audience for, um, yeah, for paying attention to what we are talking. I hope this was uh, useful to that. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye.